So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> And we're rolling! Welcome back, guys. I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine-newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. <laughs> so I Married a Cinephile. <laughs> uh, it's been a few weeks. It has. Yes. It's we, like uh, before the beginning of this month that we were consistent mm-hmm. and like doing it on the reg. And then July happened. And then July happened and everything exploded. That's right. So. Uh, I closed my Shakespeare show June 30th. We went to Oregon the next day for like 10 days. Yep. And so this week has been all about getting plugged back in. Well, we, we've been back. For like nine days. Okay. Ish. Is that it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, God. A lot has happened. I feel like <laughs> we've been back for a month. And, right. Okay. Well, all right. Then a I don't. What happens in a New York minute? In a New York minute? I thought that since we're trying a new format, mm-hmm. which also, too, for anybody that listened to our last episode, it was fun. It wasn't my favorite because I missed the clips. It's fine. I miss them, too. But I feel like we can kind of find a halfway point. We swung a little too far to no clips. Yes. And versus the other direction was costing us five hours of editing time. Yes. So now we're going to try to find a happy medium. So there will be a couple more clips back. Yep. I don't really have anything. That was the thing I was thinking because our new format, like we're trying to cut down on time, mm. we're trying to do less editing. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that in one of our favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. my dad wrote a porno. Mm-hmm. They used to do these really lengthy intros, like, oh, this is what I've been up to. And then as they get further and further along, they're like, one of them has an opportunity to say one funny thing that happened to them that week. That's because the books are getting better. I, well, okay, you and not say, to say better. We're not but getting better, the, but they're getting more not, interesting. They're, they're, more, more, they're interesting more just like, all right, let's cut the bullshit. And more lengthy. <laughs> right. There's more to these horrible chapters. If you have not listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno, do yourself a favor yes. and listen to this podcast. It's amazing. It's basically it's this guy amazing. found out that his dad was self-publishing terrible erotica. And by terrible, we don't mean like terrible acts. We mean terrible grammar, terrible writing. The things that physically people do is not possible. It's so good. Yes. It's an amazing podcast. It's an experience in itself. Yes. Do yourself a favor and listen to it maybe in public. Maybe or, in public. Or driving to work. I just to make people look at you. This, while there was you're a guy that actually like, got what the fuck fired. is this guy laughing about? There was a guy that got fired when he was listening to that. Yeah. Maybe don't listen to it at work. Yeah. Don't listen to it at work. Not safe for work. No. But it's funny. It's funny. And good times. Yes. Work is good. Okay. Uh, Again, I closed my show and we went on a great vacation. It's really hot in New York. Yeah, New York's going through a heat wave over the next couple of days. It's almost, uh, it'll be 100 plus tomorrow. Yes. And Megan Megan sort of hinted at what we were going to be watching. You posted a video on Instagram that said we were going to be watching this movie. Yes. Because it's going to be so blazingly hot over so, the next few days. Speaking of things being really hot, no. <laughs> speaking of feeling like you're in Satan's like, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> we watched Free Will It is a bitch. 
the devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. Is it the devil's advocate or devil's I advocate? I want to say it's the devil's advocate. Okay. Looking right. it up on IMDb. All right. There's a the in there. So There's it's a the. the all right. It's, it's the, the devil's the, advocate. The or the devil's advocate. Is it? All right. Came out in 1997. The plot breakdown per IMDb. I love that out of 303,000 reviews, this holds a 7.5 out of 10. Jesus. <laughs> and yet Anchorman cannot get a fucking break. An exceptionally adept Florida lawyer is offered a job at a high-end New York City law firm with a high-end boss. The biggest opportunity of his career to date. And that's literally the breakdown. That's not... That's not really... That's not... Not really. These other ones are kind of long, though. Long story short, he gets hired by the devil. He doesn't realize he gets hired by he the devil. He doesn't realize he's Satan. Right. Like, if Satan came up to him and be like, hey, do you want to work at my law office? He'd be like, well, you're the devil. So, and no. And I have some second thoughts about yeah, this. Yeah, considering that my mom goes to church literally two times a day, every day, do and I have three a times on Sunday. Right. So, Rocket is burrowing himself. We found a new location in our apartment, in our very spacious studio bedroom yes, apartment. Yes, because we're not turning off our air conditioner because right. it's 85 degrees out still and it's almost 10 o'clock. So, we figured we would move over here. So we're back in the, the alcove. We're back in the alcove. We? But so Rocket's in our bed and he's nesting yes, all of yes. our pillows. Anyhow, The Devil's Advocate, uh, directed by Taylor Hackford. Some of you may know Taylor Hackford. He directed Ray in 2004. As for in which... the Blind Piano Man? Yes. Okay. Blind Billy Joel. Black Billy Joel. Blind Black Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Say that ten times fast. Blind Black Billy Joel. Blind Black Billy Joel. Black Billy Joel. <laughs> He also directed uh, Dolores Claiborne, which uh, was a film adaptation of a Stephen King novel, a movie that I really like. Okay. So he hasn't directed a whole lot of note. I would say Ray and Dolores Claiborne are probably his most well-known movies. Okay. And then in 1997, he randomly directs this movie, okay. which is sort of based on Paradise Lost, I think, kind of about like I don't man's... know what Paradise Lost oh, but is. It's, it's about like man's like fall Is that with the people and... kissing on the beach and they get all covered in water? I don't think that's it. What movie is that from? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So So here we are. It's uh, again directed by Taylor Hackford starring Keanu Reeves, a very young Charlize Theron before she was really Charlize Theron, like she was quasi famous. I don't know what to do with her in this. I don't know what to do but with her. This is our second Keanu movie. Reeves movie. This is two yes, years it after is. Speed. It so is. Keanu Reeves is like a megastar at this point. Yes. And of course, uh, we we have supporting cast in Craig T. Nelson. Uh, we also have the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great. And of course, Al Pacino. Of course, Al John Pacino. Playing John Milton, a.k.a. Satan. Is Al Pacino capable of doing any movie less than two hours? I feel like that's in his contract. He's Every required pa- to be in a movie, <laughs> and it has to be at minimum two hours. Every Pacino movie is over two hours. It is. It has to be. I think this was after Scent of a Woman, so to be honest, I think he already won his Oscar for Best so Actor. So he's just... So now he's just riding the fucking riding train. Riding the train, okay. And he's just like... It, he, to be fair, I this movie made me furious. <laughs> we literally just finished it. We just finished we it, just not 20 minutes ago. We just finished it, not 20 minutes ago. We had ago. to split this up into two nights because it's a long it's movie. Because it's two and a half hours. It's two, hour, it's two and a half hours. But, so, uh, it made me furious, but he was he was so great in it, <laughs> which so made me it. even more angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I think this would make a better stage adaptation than a movie. Because the movie itself takes so many tonal shifts it does it is it is still like and i probably haven't watched this movie for a good five six seven years mm-hmm. and it's still like incredibly entertaining it's to me. such a it mind takes, fuck it it 
turns so many corners. It does. That I just giggle my entire way through. It was so ridiculous. Like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I don't know who wrote this or what they... It's... Yeah. Well, it was written by Andrew Niederman and Jonathan Lemkin. Of Uh, course. Andrew Niederman, I think this is probably his most well-known script. He's got a few other ones called, like, The Maddening and Duplicates. He was an executive producer on a movie called Rain. But as far as, like, writing credits is concerned, this, this is, like, is his only thing. one. So. Hey, you know, sometimes it's and all you And critics need. didn't hate this movie. Like, really? Most of them give it, like, a 60, 70, or 80%. Huh. Like, ah, the movie's weird, but it's entertaining. So, to break it down for you, yes. uh, let's do this, let's, let's work through this this fucking Let's. madness of a movie. Do you want to go through your notes while we? Uh, I do. I'm gonna go through. So, so to start out, it's perverts in action on trial. Keanu Reeves is a defense lawyer in Tallahassee. Why not? Somewhere in Florida. Somewhere deep Florida. Deep Florida. And you can tell He's... by his accent. He is a Florida lawyer. It's like he took accent lessons from Nicolas Cage in Con Air to get this accent. Oh, I don't know I'm sorry, Barbara. I where. had that wrong. I don't know where. It's huge hog beast. <laughs> Gabe and I still say that to each other. And we still bust each other the fuck up. <laughs> so, Keanu Reeves is representing Packer from The Office, yeah. who's a child molester. No, it's not Packer. It's the guy from New York. It's Packer. From season nine. It's Packer. not Packer. It's not Todd Packer. It is 100% Megan, Todd I'm Packer. Telling you to oh, your no, face. you're right. You're right. You're 100% it's right. Not I'm so Todd sorry. Packer. I thought it you was take Todd that Packer. Back. I do. I take it back. It's the guy from New York who gets mad in that one episode. <laughs> that's right. But that's it. Who gets so, mad at Lloyd Gross? At any His rate. His name is Chris Bauer. So Keanu Reeves <laughs> is representing Chris Bauer from season nine of The Office. <laughs> uh, and he, it's apparently, the. The take that Keanu Reeves is, is that he's like, all right, I'm going to defend this pervert. And my argument is, is that if you send a nasty note in class and spin the bottle, that overruns a man molesting a child. Yeah. That's the argument it that he has. It would never fly in any court There is in the United nothing States about ever. that trial that Maybe would in the South, ever fly. But not, no, not up here. Nothing. And no. so he, so Keanu Reeves wins and then he and his wife are over at a bar celebrating that he's just won this Mm. horrible case. They're all having tequila shots. And then they're uh, approached by this black guy in a black suit. I say that because Keanu Reeves randomly pointed that out. His character's like, oh, this is nice. You being black and black? Yeah, like I almost bought it. Like I almost bought the whole charade. I know? don't understand. Like what I'm charade? Like, uh, him He's being black doesn't really have anything. That doesn't to do have with anything it. to do like, with it. It was such a weird observation. He says, "Hey, we need you to come to New York to pick a jury." Because he's the best jury picker around, and we're gonna give you a shit ton of money, first class accommodations, uh, for you and your wife. Mm-hmm. Come on up, no strings attached. Just come on up and help us pick a jury. Mm-hmm. So he goes, okay, yes, no qualms about it. Yep. And his mom's like, I don't have a good feeling about this. He's like, Mom, I love you, but go read the Bible. I'm gonna go make yeah, us some she's money. Yeah, like, she's like a big Christer. She's at church every other day. Yeah. And we find out why later. Right. So then they go, they go to New York, and that's where they meet Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And who is the head of this this big high end law firm that that Keanu Reeves has firm. picked this jury for on this particular case. 
And so they have this big meeting, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. In the weirdest office in ever. In the weirdest office ever. They go up to like the 50th floor where there's no balcony, just like this infinity pool that goes off the side of a building, which I don't think is real. I also thought they were going to come back to that. I yeah. thought there were a couple of different times where I was like, oh, we almost like, fell off. I, I thought they would come exists. back to it. Maybe it does. Like New York has like every single building in this city is different. So who knows? New who York knows is weird things. and wild. And, and this is like pre 9-11 New York. Sure. So anything goes. Sure. So long story short, Al Pacino hires him onto the firm, puts him on this big high-end case because Craig T. Nelson from the show Coach has murdered three people. Right. And he needs help. Oh, my God. Craig T. Nelson, who's Mr. Incredible. Oh, my God. less than Mr. Incredible. No. In this. <laughs> Mr. No, Incredible has murdered Mr. three people. Mr. Incredible has ruined oh, his no. child and his wife and the maid. He's like, screw in his secretary, yeah. and he needs a good defense lawyer. He needs lawyer. a defense lawyer so for it. So he, he, of course, so hires Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is hired on, and Al Pacino's like, you can do it. I have faith in you. They'll never see you coming. And then all this weird shit starts happening. So he gets yes. promised the world. They go and they get this massive apartment with eight bedrooms and all Shirley Theron can see is babies. She yeah. just wants... She just wants to fill this eight-bedroom apartment with kids. Right. That's like her through line for the movie. Oh, the paint montage where Shirley Theron is just trying to pick paint. And it's like it paints over the screen and yeah, then cuts to another really transition. they have really interesting wipes the in The transitions that, that's are so weird. That's why this movie weird. is such a grab bag because, like, visually, there's so much happening. There's like these cool little wipes, like you said, as she's rolling the paint on the wall. It like paints over the frame and then transitions into the into another part of the scene. It's it, you didn't care for I it. I did not really? care for it. I not it was one really lick. I did not I like it. Was really it. interesting. No, and cool. it made me frustrated. It's a movie. It I'm made like, me oh, feel like cool. I, it made me feel like I was being pandered to, and I, I did not care a for lot it. Throughout this but. Whole thing. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so they're in New York, and then he's working on this trial, and then... But he's working, shit. like, 24-7, yeah. and neglecting his wife. Neglecting his wife, and his wife doesn't have anything to do. No. And tries to, like, the ladies who lunch with Satan are trying to explain to her, like, oh, it's fine. Like, you can't see your husband anymore. Who spend cares, right? Money. Just spend all his money on your boobs and on clothes. Here, feel my tit. That was so weird. That was such a weird scene where the ladies who lunch were like, hey, feel my boobs. Like, do they Isn't feel that weird? What you do? That's totally what we do, Ben. That's what I thought you did. Any time that I am rooms. at the blank gym, You're I walk sipping... up to someone and I say, "Hey, feel Not my just someone. Tit. They're friends of yours." And you're sipping champagne, and you're having a good time. No! And you just feel each other up a little bit. Babe, if that's what you want... That's what I assumed happens in ladies' If that's what's going to make rooms, you happy, then yes, that's exactly what happens. It sure. all sort of ties into this, her slowly but surely losing her mind, which is more or less what Pacino wants. Right. We find out a little bit later as to why. He's trying to remove all these distractions from Kevin's life because of a big reveal at the end. Right. He ends up not getting off Mr. Incredible, but that's... Uh, I don't like the way that came Wait. Um, what? So he ends up... Wait. He gets Mr. Incredible off. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no, he doesn't! So he defends Craig T. Nelson. He ends up winning the case for his client. Big celebration. Mm -hmm. All the while, Marianne, poor Charlize Theron... Is constantly is crying. seeing monsters. She can't stop crying. And she's seeing crying. babies who are holding her ovaries in her nightmare. 
Oh, and that's what that was? Yeah, those are like... Because in the next scene, she's like, I, I, I have like ovary failure, like system shutdown, or what, right. whatever the term she used, I which is an actual it thing. It is a thing. It, that was what? an old term for it, but yeah. it's like premature ovarian failure. Yeah, but they just shut down, essentially. Right, like, and that's a real stop. thing that happens. Yes, yeah. So, but, so that happens to her, but she has this vision the night before of this baby in her apartment, and the baby's like holding up her ovaries, and she's like, oh my god! And then she wakes up. And That's she, the most ridiculous thing. And then she goes to the doctor, thing. and the doctor's like, oh, you're over Just you're kidding. Dead. Oh, yeah. my God. And then, so he wins the case, but at this point, she's kind of lost her mind mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. She claims that that her his boss has come to the apartment and raped her. That Pacino came in and raped her. So then she's committed. Yes. And while she's committed... She freaks the fuck out mm. and tries to kill herself. Mm. And, oh my god, it's just... Do you think she killed herself? It's not clear it's, in the movie. It's really not said at all whether she dies. But, but they she... kept referring to her in the past tense. Exactly. So, so I, that makes me think that she I might have died. I think she killed herself. That's okay. what I think. Okay. Even though he storms right out after after her suicide and he gets in his mom's Confronts face. Confronts his mom like, to say... Finish the story, mom, because his mom is like trying to tell him... <laughs> who his father is. Right. And I don't know why today of all days she decides to tell him, oh, by the way. Okay, she was coming up to take care of her her daughter-in-law. Yes. Because she kept calling the house and no one was answering, so she freaked the fuck out. So naturally she flew up from Florida to New York, Mm. found out that her daughter-in-law was committed, and decided to come and take care of her. So that's why she was there. I don't know why she decided to tell her son, hey, guess what? Because, spoiler alert. Your boss is your father. Yes. Pacino is Keanu Reeves' father, Making Keanu the son of Satan, right? Essentially, because we find out, yeah, Satan is this boss guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's this, he's this New York lawyer. <laughs> but Pacino has, so like you were saying, Pacino has so much goddamn fun with this role. He really does. You can't take your eyes off. That. No. And if anyone's gonna play Satan in this kind of movie, it's like, gotta be a little five it's, foot it's five. It's one of those Pacino. things where I could, I could watch Keanu or not Keanu Reeves. I mean, I could watch Keanu could. Reeves act out the phone book, <laughs> but I would rather watch Al Pacino act out the phone Every book. Every time, like he opened his mouth, I'm like, I could just see him in like a David Mamet play. Yeah. Just like going, cause he's like Angels he spends the last twenty five minutes yelling. Yes, that's Just what he yelling does. Yelling his ass off. Yes. And it's entertaining. Yeah. Because American audiences like to be screamed at. Right. <laughs> if we know one thing about the American theater, they like to it's be that screamed audiences at. Audiences like to be screamed but at. But, like, yeah, and so then at the end, it turns out that this one gal that he had been kind of like crushing fantasizing about, bit. crushing on a bit, is putting it lightly. Yeah. Like, he kept imagining he was having sex with her when he was right. having sex with his wife. Yeah. And so... Like she would physically transform like, into literally transform, and, yeah. like, the wife's like, um, you're hurting me. I thought that... And, and those kind of visuals I thought were really clever. That was interesting. Because you have wives where, like, they're taking off clothes, and she's, like, a different person. Right. And then you move to another angle, and she turns back into Those Charlie Those Theron. wipes I was fine with. Yeah. It yeah. was It was the other ones that I was not too just terribly... Not no, oh, okay. I didn't care for. Okay. Yeah, so some of the other ones I just didn't... They were just so intense. It was never boring. It was never boring. It was boring. never boring. Even there though were... we split this up into two nights, like, yeah. I was constantly engaged. Yeah. Oh, me too. I was actually looking forward to coming home and watching. Yeah. Yeah. Like part the two. The second half. Yeah. <laughs> the devil's advocate. Which I actually kind of think I'm like, that's a possibility. <laughs> Why didn't we do this? We did it with the Godfather. Why didn't we it's do true. it with this? It's true. Why? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so then it, it turns out that the Satan has this whole plan yep. that he's going to have a daughter, have a son. They, in turn, will have sex with each other mm-hmm. to birth the Antichrist, yep. which they, in turn, 
will convert over a bunch of other lawyers and then slowly but surely make all of Take these... Take over the world. Well, it seemed to me, and Claire, please <laughs> let me know if I'm wrong. If I But can. it seemed to me... Ladies and gentlemen, Satan's plan to end the world. I'm gonna have a son. I'm gonna have a daughter. They're gonna fuck. I'm gonna have a grandson. That grandson and my daughter and son are going to change a bunch of lawyers into gargoyle evil people mm. that win every single case that they're representing against other evil people. So those people will just keep winning. Yes. And then those people will kill the, or the good people. And eventually it's just all gonna be bad people and we'll win. Essentially. This, this sounds like a millions of years process. <laughs> like this is not a quick and dirty process. Not right. something I would expect from Satan, yeah. who's more of like a drop the hammer, like fucking Armageddon day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is more like, so we're just going to take care of like 70 criminal cases Man, this year. You and I have very different opinions on what the devil is. Oh, oh. Because I think the devil, should the devil exist, is all about the long game. Okay. Because his plan, like you said, is to have his son and daughter birth the Antichrist and then just turn the world into Sodom and Gomorrah, essentially. Slowly like, but surely. Term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to give man free will and free reign over the planet and let men indulge their every whim. Okay. Which is what Satan is all about. Okay. Essentially. And the way he describes God I thought was really was really entertaining about how God sets rules in opposition. And so you you almost kind of see his point of view. Right. Like what wait, are you are you trying I mean, to I mean I God I hated here? I hated to I hate to agree with that, <laughs> but I 100% did. I was like I mean, like, the man's not wrong. He stands back and he watches. The man's not he sets wrong. Sets the rules in opposition. Yeah, and yeah. then at the very end, the <laughs> final little tap on right that. Right about as Keanu is about to seal the, the deal. Deed, have sex with, with his, his sister, sister in front of his dad. With with Satan watching, he pulls out a gun because he has free will. Keanu pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the head. I did not expect that. You did that not. That was the but biggest that was not the only movie twist. Unexpected twist. No. There's like five more before the movie Because there's like five ends. more before the movie ends. So Keanu so shoots So actually, himself. do we want to leave the last twist? The very last one? The yeah, very last not? twist? The very, very last one? Yeah. yeah I don't the one care. that made me get this movie's furious. 22 years and old. And yell, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Like, yeah. for anybody that's seen it's the like, movie, they know exactly what we're talking about. For anybody that hasn't, you're just going to have to watch the like movie now. like a half now. hour left, and I'm like, I'm really curious to hear what you think about uh, no. the ending of this movie. No. And this is during, like, the whole 20-minute scene where, where Pacino's, like, explaining the situation to Keanu. Keanu? To, Ke to Keanu. It's Keanu. Keanu. Keanu? It's Keanu, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. You what do you say? You're saying with an O. Yeah. You're saying Keanu. It's Keanu. It, Keanu. It's a you. Keanu. Okay, you've been doing something wrong for three weeks now, and I'm going to fix it right now. <laughs> I always thought it was Keanu Reeves. <laughs> if, you know, if, if, if you know something today, then you know. If you knew something, yes, if you knew something yesterday, then you... Knew? Keanu. Keanu? There you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Well, that's our teaser right there. Is this a riddle? Is this a riddle? <laughs> I'm very intimidated by you right now. 
Anyway, the whole last twenty minutes is Keanu and Pacino with Pacino yelling at him like this whole freaking plot, his whole master plan. Right. Keanu Reeves shoots himself in the head. Literally everything burns down. Right. Pacino loses all of his clothes because yes. he gets so angry. He sets himself on fire, oh, burns that's all of what his clothes. Yeah, well, yeah. I thought like, he ah! just fell into the fire a little bit. No, like, well, he's, like, made of fire. Well, he's, I don't is know. Is the devil made of fire? I don't know. I also was like, why is he in the church and nothing's happening to him? Oh, and he boils the holy water he with his finger. He boils the holy which water, which was, was really a very funny. nice touch. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why is nothing? Oh, okay. Uh, all right, all right. That's fine. All right, all right. So he burns his clothes off. Uh, Pacino, interestingly enough, which I thought was a really cool visual, he turns into Lucifer's true form, which looks exactly like Keanu Reeves, which I thought was a really interesting sort of mirror. Like I thought it was moment. just we look like our fathers. It was when Keanu we get Reeves older. With, like I literally death metal just hair. yeah, it just looked like we look like our parents when we get older. So that's what he would look like when he was younger. And so Lucifer flies back down into hell we go in this whole like cgi spiral back down into hell don't release don't don't wait the very very last one no not the very very last one the one before okay do you really want to say it yeah okay well there's one other spoiler but we're gonna save the final spoiler final spoiler but the the one that made me so furious was so as we're spiraling down into hell fuck keanu reeves wakes up good morning good morning and he is in the bathroom stall where he was at the very beginning of this movie with the with the pedophilia pedophilia courtroom scene. He's in the bathroom. And he's like, whoa! He startles himself out of this dream that he's having. So and then the he walks into the courtroom and says, "I can't defend. I can't defend this man anymore. I have to leave. I have to leave. Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage is applauding somewhere. That's an excellent accent. <laughs> so he has a crisis of conscience, essentially. Right. A, a defense lawyer with a crisis of conscience. Wakes up, everything is back to normal. His wife, His is, wife alive. is alive. They're back in Florida. They're back in Florida. Safe, wonderful mm-hmm. Florida. And so he's happy. He feels like he's made the right decision. And the the crowd goes wild, and this guy really wants to do an interview with him. And he's and Keanu's like, call me in the morning. And that's all we'll say. Okay. Because we want to leave the very last reveal. Okay, gotcha. I fucking love this movie. I I think it's so oh much God. fun. It's not it's not like the best movie I've ever seen, but it's also not like it's it's a well made movie. That's right. the thing. So here's the thing. And Pacino has so much fun that it thing. really kinda helps balance it out. Here's the thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna credit this back to the wonderful Jeff Hall, my drama high school drama teacher. Uh-huh. Uh I took a playwriting class from him when I was a senior in high school. Okay. So that makes me an expert as well. Yes. Uh he said, I don't care if a movie is bad, I don't care if a movie is good. The only thing I care about is if it engages me. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is one of those instances where I did not like this movie. Yes. But it's not because I disliked the movie. I did not like it because it made me angry. It made me surprised. <laughs> it made me furious. It made me doesn't that like, make you engaged? That made me one hundred percent engaged. Because <laughs> right, you're feeling so all I these was conflicting like, emotions. Oh, all these emotions all the time. <laughs> so because of that, it's like this is a fantastic movie in that regard. Yeah. You will be engaged from start to, finish. start to finish. Like if you want to mind fuck, watch this movie. Yeah. If you really want to mind fuck, get high and watch, <laughs> and this, watch movie. this movie. 
Like, and it's also, like, watch so it with ridiculous. friends. It's, yeah. it's a movie you should watch with friends. Um, okay, so really quickly, I have notes that I have questions about. There was one part where they were up on the roof where the pool thing is, uh-huh. and Keanu looks over at Al Pacino's shoes and sees that he's got these thick heels. Yeah. So I thought that's like, is that why they're explaining why he's so short? He's wearing these lifters. But then later on, he's doing flamenco dancing. Mm. And so I'm like, does he just wear flamenco dancer shoes all the time? Mm. Is that why that is? Maybe. You don't have an answer for that one? I, I always took them as like a, a play on hooves. Oh. That's what I always, for whatever reason, I just put those two visuals together. Like how, how... Like, if you think of Mr. Tumnus, or what what are they called? Yeah, that's Not right. Minotaurs, but uh, they're fawns. Centaurs, oh yeah. Or, or yeah, centaurs. Centaurs has, any, has hooves, yeah. Any, any, any mythical creature where the lower part of you <laughs> is a horse. Is a horse. <laughs> any hooved part of sure. you. Sure. It sort of has, like, a, a, a lift to it, you know? Like, hooves are sort okay. of at an incline as well. I don't, that's I don't. That's how I took those I shoes. don't, I don't buy that. But he also does flamenco dancing. Yeah, he does do flamenco dancing. Yeah. Oh, why why did the devil want her to cut her hair? Oh, he he was again just I think he was just trying to like just fuck, fuck with, with her, her a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like I think that was just him being seductive and sensual and trying to make her or force her to make changes that she she was kind of conflicted about. Okay. You know, there's actually a deleted scene in this movie where, because in the movie, Charlize thinks Keanu's, like, cheating on her. Like, right. He's like, oh, is that why you're working so late at the office? Oh, right, 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 right. That's crazy, man. And so there's this whole scene where she's at this party, same party where Pacino's like, you should cut your hair. Right. Because a woman's neck is a border town. (laughs) Describing a woman's, like, neck as, like, this, this gateway to men's lust or something like that between sure. the heart and the mind or okay. some shit like that. I and mean, he's like, hey, you should cut your hair. Just cut your hair. Wah. And so, <laughs> so like, I think she's kind of conflicted about it. But there's this scene where she's wandering around trying to find Keanu. But mm-hmm. she wanders into the library and she sees, like, this fucking orgy going on. Oh. And that's why she thinks, oh, Kevin's cheating on me because people are just having sex all willy-nilly. And I don't know what this law firm's all about, but oh. I do not approve, Well, sir. that made a lot more sense because yeah. she left that party. Super fast. Super fast, and we didn't know why. She was just like, have you seen Kevin? Right. Two minutes later, have you seen And then she's out. And then she's like, it, she I was like, out. why did she just leave so fucking quickly? It was yeah. so bizarre. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. All right, I think that's it. Shall we hop into some trivia? Let's do it. Cue trivia music. And we'll actually have the trivia music this time. Here we go. Sorry. Three, two, one. Uh, the character of John Milton, played by Al Pacino, is named for John Milton, the author of Paradise Lost, the classic epic poem about man's fall from God's grace. Oh. When Lomax is in Milton's office at the end of the film, he says, better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven, which is a line from Paradise Lost. Huh. So I think that was more or less what the what film it was, was based off. Exactly. All right. Okay. Pacino turned down this role five times. What? Five times. It was only after, like, Taylor Hackford, like, you know, did some rewrites, even though he's not credited as a writer or on the screenplay. Huh. But Pacino still didn't think he could play the part correctly. Like, he wanted Robert Redford or Sean Connery to play it, to be honest. But he clearly got talked into it. I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. Charlize Theron uh, turned down, which I did not know, she turned down a role, a role in Showgirls <gasps> because she didn't want to appear nude in any movies. Oops. But she's naked all over this movie. She's but naked she thought really long and hard about it Sunday. because she wanted it to, like, 
you know, be true to the narrative and have a reason for it, but I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know she was considered for children. I mean, out of the two, if you're going to be naked for something and have it be true to the story, I yeah. would say this over Showgirls. I would say this one. I think yeah. that's a safe yeah. bet. Uh, Keanu Reeves spent a lot of time with defense attorneys in New York just to prepare for the role. Charlize Theron spent an spent hour... a lot of time crying well, she spent an to hour, prepare for the role. An hour a day over a three-month shooting period in New York with a psychotherapist to practice what it is to be schizophrenic. Oh. Because she's like constantly doing stuff with her hands and like hearing like she I, I feel like she did a, a really good job. I couldn't handle her in this. It was just all over the yeah, place. Yeah, she was I had like hard heartbreaking. Time. Like just. Well, it wasn't even like. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into it afterwards. Okay. Um, and I was right. They used Trump Tower for they Mr. Did. Incredible's apartment. Yeah. So Alex Collins' home. Because uh, you can see, like, the gold decor and the view of Central Park and the New York City backdrop. So that's Trump Tower. Yay. Mm. Um, Joel Schumacher was originally set to direct with Brad Pitt starring as Kevin Lomax. That would have been interesting. Yeah, uh, other actors... Well, but then Meet Joe Black came along. He still got hit by a car. I haven't seen Meet Joe Black. <laughs> oh, really? No. Oh, that's like the infamous scene in Meet Joe Black. I mean, I just I know that he gets hit by a car. I don't Spoilers, know anything else about it. Other actors considered for Kevin Lomax were Christian Slater, John Cusack, and Edward Norton. So. Huh. Eddie Barzoon, when uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller is running through Central Park, he thinks he's being chased by three people. Yes. And these three people are dressed in three distinct colors, but the colors actually match the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. No! Yeah. So War is dressed in red, Famine is dressed in black, and Conquest, or Pestilence, is dressed in white. <gasps> Interesting! And then the, fourth, the fourth would be the Angel of Death, technically. See, that's shit that I don't yeah, even... Why would you... Like, that's uh, crazy. little touches. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, huh. Keanu Reeves and Charlie Theron, of course, did a another movie in 2001 called Sweet November. Oh. Which I never saw. But this was four years after the fact. I so. mean, it's a walk to remember, but Essentially, it's she has like in November. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. she has cancer. Oh, her ovaries failed. No. Oh, okay. It's I thought cancer. they're not playing the same characters? No. Oh. I know. It seems like the same thing. Sure this is Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Part two. Part two. Sweet November. Sweet November. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Did you not know that? It's a long-awaited sequel. It's uh, the ro more romantic side. It's right. the part of their relationship we didn't get to see. the devil. This is after all of that. Uh, Fuck. I think this movie is a blast. Pacino's so much fun to watch. He's just yelling and constantly like, ha ha, just laughing all over the place. And there's like scenes where he they're talking. He has his tongue out all over the yeah, place. Yeah, and you can he see. He just licks his front his teeth. His teeth are all just yellow. Because uh, I think he Keanu smokes Reeves three packs a day. and Al Pacino's teeth might as well have had their own credits <laughs> in this movie. They were just, they're so big. I'm one to talk because I have big teeth. But I'm just like, okay. It's always really jarring for me to see current Pacino movies because we've watched The Godfather. Right. And because I've seen movies like Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon where you have like this really soft-spoken sweet young Pacino, Pacino and then all of a sudden you just have this but then you can't you also don't want him you to because it's just intoxicating to, to watch he's, like, he's oh, so good so over the top. he's and so again, good I think he won his Oscar already so he's just like fuck it I'll do this movie well no but he can't say fuck it I'll do this movie no, if no. he turned it down five times well yeah but he clearly got talked into it I don't right. know what his salary was I assume he got a massive paycheck because right. he's playing Satan yeah and who wouldn't want to play Satan I'm sorry too this like even part. if I had gotten an Oscar if, if your whole job as an actor is to celebrate 
great and use your craft to tell stories. Yes. This is an amazing course, fucking character. Yes, very much so. And he's been working ever since. Same with Robert De Niro. Like, yeah. These guys have won every accolade under the sun, but of course they still keep doing it. I just don't think they have anything to prove to anyone no, anymore. No, it's more just, just kind of doing what they want to do. God, what a life that would be. Right? Just doing it for the joy of it. Right. I don't think that, that doesn't happen for a lot of us. Not a whole lot. I mean, to be fair, a lot of us do it for the joy of it. Yeah, and we yeah. do that. It's just that not a lot of us are able to do it for the joy of it and do it full time. Exactly. So that's exactly. the difference. Which is, you know, uh, some some people are graced enough to be able to do that. But I, I feel like a, a big key component is finding the work when and where you can. Right. And to not quit because you never know. Don't quit unless no, no. your boss is the devil in which yes. case quit. quit super fast and you'll know because he'll be really weird about shit and at parties have, and he'll wear flamenco and shoes. he'll wear flamenco shoes that might be hooves i don't understand <laughs> why they focused in on the the heels that's gonna haunt me yeah. i'm gonna wake they did, up they did like a whole in the shot morning. Like it was it, yeah it wasn't even like shoes. a slight it was like so specific. I recommend this movie for a fun time on a weekend. Invite some friends over. Open a bottle of wine. I I don't know about a fun time. Weekend night. This is... I wouldn't say don't watch this during the day. This <laughs> it's is, not like a daytime movie. It's not like a daytime think. movie. Yeah. Jaws is a this daytime movie. is like a Friday movie. night movie. I feel like it's right. just a fun, like... It's not it's, fun. It's, it's weird, fun. man. It's, it's engaging. It's engaging. It's engaging it is, and wacky. It is wacky. And... It's, like, sexual. It's violent. It but is it's also violent. funny and so completely absurd that it you is. just can't help but laugh at it yes yes That's i would it. say i as a cine newbie i actually would say watch it yeah i totally would <laughs> you have to watch because you have movie. like you can't not it's just so bizarre <laughs> just like, what it just it's so like, what fucking is bizarre this movie? what is happening <laughs> what is, is my head movie? still on <laughs> So I, that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to dig into like some romantic comedies or yeah. some musicals next. Okay. So uh, to celebrate the Lion King. No. No. No one or the Cats. Or ca- oh, big weekend for trailers. No one asked for that. So we've got Cats. We've got Top, the Top Gun, Gun sequel. Maverick. Forty years after the fact. We've got it. it chapter two. It chapter which two is probably one of the most anticipated movies I want to see this year. Right. Although, it, which means we have to watch part oh, two of the miniseries, which I don't want to do, but I know we need to do. It's important. Anyways, we will rock the vote. Get some uh, either romantic comedies or some musicals on Something. the bandwagon. I think that would be really and, fun. And uh, vote on Instagram. Uh, real quick, I'm again running the New York Marathon this year. I'm going to be running ten miles tomorrow morning. I'm really excited. You're not. You're not running. You're running the New York Marathon for the first time. For the very first time. But yes. tomorrow I'm going to be uh, really starting into some hardcore training. Serious training. And if you guys want to help me get there, I'm helping raise money for the New York Roadrunners team for kids. You can find the link on my Instagram page. On we my will profile also page. put a link in our Instagram page ah. at So I Married a Cinephile. It's also in my Instagram page. For Megan Carver. Awesome. So it's everywhere. Just yeah. donate. It's for a good cause. Make, All tax deductible. Make Ben run really long. Make me run real far. Help a good cause while you're at it. But yeah. thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Clearly, you've subscribed if you're listening to this. Well, no, not all people subscribe. Oh. Some well, people will just subscribe. listen. So, hey. What's your problem? Subscribe, you hey, man. dick. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, And we'll be back next week with a movie of your choosing. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.